Oh. Welcome to Six Degrees of Rumination with your hosts, Rita Gorman. Nina Boyd. Producer Mike. All right. We're hoping to make this one a short, quick, mini episode. Producer Mike's going to troll us with a five-minute timer for, per article, so we're going to be on the ball. It's going to be rough. Yeah. It's going to be no tangents, no fun, Whoa, no jokes. No tangents. Hold on. Maybe some cosines okay. some signs. Okay. But. They, they claim this episode's going to be short. You know damn well there's nothing short about this podcast. Well, we like to talk. And a lot. get into different facets of literally anything. Yeah, I know. So what this episode is centered around is what constitutes life. Like, how do we define life? If anything could be answered in under 30 minutes, it's this. <laughs> we're going to nail this down in 30 minutes and we're going to talk about... Great. I'm not going to hit the timer every five minutes. Well, hit the timer. Just, It'll be fun. See if we can do I it. dare you. you want yeah. me? Do Let's you want do me it. to or not? I, I will fuck this episode up if you want me to. I don't care. I'm is the just... troll a living thing, folks? I don't know. Yeah, yeah it is. Know. I'm right here. Okay. So anyways... You think it might be kind of cut and dry. What's living, what's dead? It's pretty self-explanatory, but... Am I starting the timer? Go for it, yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) It's kind of... There's some some gray areas, you know, like like, uh, uh, viruses. Like, are viruses living things? Like computer viruses? No, like... like, Oh, bacteria, okay. Like, yeah, like viruses, like COVID. Like, is that a a living thing? And most biologists would actually say, no, they're not a living thing. because of how you define life. And so I'll pull up some, some definitions of what life is. So it's the state characterized by the ability to get and use energy, be able to reproduce, to be able to grow and re- be able to respond to change. Hmm. And that covers like more things than it should, I feel like. Well, like what would be something that most people say is not alive that does satisfy those requirements? Maybe the last one is is the clincher, I guess, the grow and respond to change. Because I was thinking it could apply to computers, those first two. Right, but they can't, most of them basically can't reproduce. Well, they can. And they can't, I don't know. They can't uh, get, they don't find their own energy. Like they don't hunt or gather their own energy. We have to like provide it to them. Whereas most bacteria and all that stuff, you know, they, they find their own energy. Um, some other um, requirements that might be needed to define life might include um, respiration and, um, and, and excretion, right? Everything poops. Breathes and poops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike, why are you staying quiet? It's like he wants us to do this. He wants <laughs> us to win. Or, I mean, like another um, uh, gray area is like, you know, like a fetus. Like, is a fetus like a living thing like is it does it poop well it breathes like but not on its own right kind like of, yeah you know? like do mothers just have like fucking baby poop in their right is it just a virus i mean I know. you know it's I mean, not like it's know. it's not reproducing yet so yeah yeah right um it's reproducing cells so and then and then or if you have like someone who's basically in a vegetative coma it's basically brain dead like but they poop I get, but yeah, not yeah they on, but poop, not on their own very not, often. Like, yeah, right. But yeah. they don't breathe or eat on their own. They usually have like a. They poop, don't. You know. And they don't respond to their environment. They're not growing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- there's some gray areas of what's considered alive, or like when is someone officially dead? Like it can be kind of gray. It's not like it's black or white. Like at one moment they're alive, and the next moment they're dead. There's a little gray area in that. So in this episode, we're exploring what constitutes a living thing and what constitutes robots or other things that maybe 
aren't quite what we consider a living thing. On to our next thing. Oh, right. Ooh. Under five minutes. Did you, you even did. do the timer? Yeah, you had oh. two minutes and 13 seconds wow. left to bullshit. So, yeah, do you okay. guys want to bullshit a little bit? Yeah, Go I, I mean, we no. could, you know, like if, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you got two <laughs> minutes. We're, we can, can we add it to the next article? No. <laughs> oh, well, then we might <laughs> does as well, does it roll over? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't roll over. So just right. fucking talk for two minutes. Okay, so this this article. Bullshit, uh, I'm starting it over again. Yeah, all right. All right, so this, this uh, these scientists, uh, what were their names? Uh, their biologist Chris Kempes and complex systems researcher David Crocker. These sound like made-up names. <laughs> David Crocker. Definitely that one. They're out of New Mexico, and they're they're using a different kind of framework of what constitutes life. They broaden the definition of life in quotes to the union of two energetic and informatic processes that can encode and pass on adaptive information forward through mm. time. Okay, but not backward through time? That doesn't yeah, let's, count. Yeah, let's not get crazy here. <laughs> okay. All right, so two energetic and informative, uh, information processes that can encode and pass on adaptive information forward through time. And so under that kind of broad, nebulous kind of definition, a virus would be a living system. You yeah, might definitely. not call it like an organism, mm. but it is like a living system under these kinds of uh under this definition of what life is and they want to use this kind of definition to kind of just kind of broaden the scope and kind of open our minds to what we might consider living things like like under this uh uh system like blockchain yeah is more than one energetic and information thing passing on its its processes to another thing kind of like dna but it's encoded True. through software. So in a way, blockchain, like Bitcoin, is kind of like a living thing. But in a way, okay, maybe I'm getting the definition wrong, but I feel like that definition could then say that a book is a living thing because it's passing on its information if, forward through time to if, who is it, reading it. If a book is communicating with another book and then synthesizing a new book out of that, then yes. Well, you don't know what's going on in those library shelves. I mean, after, <laughs> <laughs> after hours. Yeah. That's why we well, need to say the library yeah. isn't creating more Bitcoin. But no, as you interact, as it interacts with other users, it's adding on to that, that chain. It's, it's encoding new information and, and holding on to the old information and passing on new, it's encoding new information with each Does it poop? But no, but that's not the. Then that's they're, they're listening new to the revised, dude's story. The revised definition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, under the these two guys' definition of what Poop constitutes life, then uh, they, it doesn't matter if you breathe or not. <laughs> that's how I or feel. Has to, yeah, that's my. That's my bar, right? Yeah, it has poop? to breathe and poo. Yeah, just not even no, breathe. No, no, he care. cares about the poop only. Just, 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 <laughs> as as hashtag poop only. Yeah, lots of poops. <laughs> so no, I, my uh, my attitude, Bitcoin. Sorry, you're not alive. You don't poop. Now well, Dogecoin on the other hand, maybe, based there on you a go. dog, do, dogs poop. They would definitely poop. There you go. Yeah. Maybe if you consider like the energy spent by computers, it's the like waste product. mining. Yeah, it's like yeah. waste product. I don't know. No, it's not. Yeah. You're supposed to recycle that shit. You can't just throw it in the trash. No, but like anything that makes a waste product, like our waste product is obviously, you know, urine and defecation, but <laughs> or feces, you know. Um, another um, embracing the spectrum it makes it a little bit easier to talk about things like if you are trying to have a more stricter black and white definition of what life is like when you think of humans it's not just like our cells like we have thousands of other 
um, bacteria and other microorganisms living with us inside of us fucking freeloaders I know like are they part of the human being or are they not well like under this new framework it's all you can consider it like one system yeah and so it's maybe a little bit easier to kind of work with that kind of framework versus being like oh I don't know if that's human or not or if that's a living thing you know, because you're kind of parsing it up and making I mean, it a little It needs us for like it's like to live in and for its food, but like we need the earth to live in and for its food. So right. What's so like the under difference. Does the earth poop? The earth definitely poops. Oh, definitely. Fossils are volcanoes. Come on, <laughs> volcanoes. <laughs> but it doesn't leave the earth and like we. It's not like there's a toilet in space that like earth. You don't know what's grass. out there. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of space junk floating around Earth. Mm-hmm. It, we are pooping. Yo, well, just because somebody else's poop is orbiting us doesn't mean we're. It's well, currently pooping. Asteroids <laughs> might be some planet's poop. Let's put it that way. That's like the carcass. That's a yeah. Der- yeah okay. That's like yeah. That's like if your arm got cut off. Well, then that's what's the poop? poop? Exactly. Planets aren't alive. Fuck well, what, what kind of energy is it consuming? And then when it's used up, it leaves the system. Mm. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm satellites. Thinking, yeah. I mean, that's like, okay. no, that's not no. pooping. Well, right. uh, okay. Yeah. Volcanoes it is. Volcanoes it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, other things like under this uh, newer definition by Kemps and Karahara, culture, forests, or even like an economy you can consider like a living Wait, f- why would forest... Nope, nope, next. All right, moving on. Now we don't we have go. time to contemplate why nope. forests may or may not be living. Contemplate your own time. You know, damn well, someone's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, nah, fuck you. They can read the article. <laughs> All right, start out, go. Think about whatever. Okay, this next one. The world's... The title of this one is a little misleading, misleading, but again, what is living? And what's a robot, anyways? title of this one's uh world's first living robots can now reproduce on their own do they poop uh i would assume yes i mean so i don't know here here's how here's how it works it might look different than what you think yeah it's kind of like it sounds like a jurassic park kind of setup because they start off with uh the african cloud frog um also known as the xenopus lavis oh of course and and they said that's where they took the name xenobots but xeno as an affix also means like like other or like foreign so that's mm-hmm. that kind of, kind of works well it kind of works yeah anyways they take these african cloud frogs they take some stem cells and they scrape them off and then they just let them grow on their own without any um interference or whatever this have these stem cells and they let them reproduce and grow on their own and so they do reproduce um not like normal like if you would left the stem cells with the frog they reproduce in a certain way but when left to their own devices they grow and reproduce in a different way hmm. and what they found was that they had like a um, kinetic reproduction i believe they were calling it um were basically these clumps of um stem cells they kind of pile up and bunch up into bigger blobs of you know, like thousands of cells. And then they turn into like these little Pac-Man looking blobs, the, you know, kind of like a C-shaped Pac-Man. And then those Pac-Mans would go around and push all the other stem cells oh. into blobs to make them into Pac-Mans. And then those Pac-Mans mm. push other little stem cells to create little Pac-Mans, which are kind of, you know, like these like creepy conglomerate of stem cells. And so I think it's kind of misleading. Like, I don't know if you call that a robot because it's coming from stem cells i guess it's coming from biological matter but then they're saying like the robot doesn't have to be made of metal but it's more like 
what it does. And then according to Josh Bongard, the definition of a robot is acting on its own on behalf of people. But I still don't think that these cells cells are not acting on behalf of people to make the bigger Pac-Man, you know? It's using something organic to reproduce in a way, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Because stem cells, I mean, stem cells is organic. The robot is manipulating it. No, there's no, there's there's no robot manipulating these, like these stem stem cells are just doing it on its own. Yeah. And and it wasn't, uh, this article, unfortunately, wasn't super clear on like how this happened because they said they used, um, with the help of artificial intelligence computers. Oh, that's got to be why. The researchers then tested billions of types of body shapes to make the Xenobots more effective at this type of replication. So somehow they they did kind of Maybe the tamper. result after that is the Xenobot. Yeah, somehow they tampered with them or facilitated this environment where they created the the stem cells on their own created the Pac-Man things. They weren't exactly clear on how they came how these Pac-Mans first came along. <laughs> There it exactly. is. Skynet of Pac-Man. <laughs> this part is creepy, though. They're talking about, like, you know, self-replicating biotechnology is concerning. But then their argument is, well, these are contained in a lab and they're easily extinguished, so it's fine. And it's like, well, if we're saying that they're kind of alive, then why are we fine with extinguishing them? I don't know. There's a lot of gray area in this There's a lot of gray area with world, stem cells this, this in area, general, isn't there? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's still, yeah. it's like less, I feel like it's less controversial than it used to be. So now we got robots tied but in with stem more. cells. So we got dead baby parts. <laughs> Just when things calm down, they robots. threw something else into piss. Welcome to 2021. If, if, if we were to like uh, That's zoom. That's the title right there. <laughs> yeah, if we could zoom in like this, these microscopic stem cells and like kind of like put it like onto our scale, it'd be like almost like taking like proto babies and like just putting them in a big big group or like now you've got a thousand babies and now yeah. these thousand babies act like a parent on their own and they're like self-organized and those thousands of babies acting as like a pac-man go around and they gather up other little babies yeah. and so they're a clump of a thousand babies and now they're complicated and sophisticated enough to go up on their own and, and group up more other, like, I mean, more you, groups of babies like yeah that, the baby groups aren't really doing anything beyond yeah. making groups though as long as they're baby terminators but, but <laughs> once but once these yeah. these you know the thousand or million stem cells group up into a pac-man it yeah. does take on its own set of of, of behaviors and personalities maybe i don't know Creepy. maybe there's like asshole pac-man <laughs> there's like passive aggressive pac-man yep Mm. Moving on. We don't that have about to. five minutes. This is actually pretty fucking interesting. Oh, oh no, you don't no. care about the timer. Well, no, well, we can take well. our time. We do have yeah. an extra two minutes of buffer. Yeah, yeah, so take another two minutes real quick. I think I feel like I've kind of said yeah, thing about I feel it. Like all right, fuck that's it. That's all we need. Next article. Maybe we should do this all the time. But <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> but again, we should always me. be succinct. Just like in conclusion, though, like depending on how we view what is life. We have created the first living robots that can Uh-oh. reproduce. Yeah. <laughs> but do we want them to? That's the question. Yeah. I well, mean. and like some scientists are saying like, oh, you don't have to worry about it. These are like tiny microscopic stem cells that are like in controlled environments. They're yeah, not. for now. They're just creating little Pac-Mans that create other little Pac-Mans. They create no, they mm. pose no threat, but it's like, yeah, but like. That's how viruses work though. They just duplicate, 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 exactly. duplicate. Exactly. You know? Yeah. We don't like them, so. I think my question is, is why are we playing with, and we're going to go over our two minute buffer here. Yes. Why the fuck are we playing with 
at like somehow making this weird hybrid of mm-hmm. robot and life together why are we trying to do this because technology is the next frontier technology is the next frontier of what of human existence yeah I, I think like well i mean that what what what, what the problem is is it opens up this door and yeah and, it opens up this door to where we're just going to start accepting this hybrid of this. Like, like we've already it, accepted that. Well, no, but it's getting worse. Like, take this meta thing that that fucking weirdo's trying to do with Elon Facebook, Musk? right? Oh no, the other yeah, weirdo. you know, yeah. like why the dude who's like definitely not a human. He's yeah, man. Like, if we define like what he constitutes a human, a like Pac-Man, like Zuckerberg is definitely every time you see him face, like if he's looking at you dead straight, I just I feel like a lizard tongue says go. Mm-hmm. real quick oh, yeah. or something like Definitely. he does we just lost a listener sorry mark right but you're not he human anyways we don't now. you know we want human listeners and it's like <laughs> you you watch what what's trying to be created is this world where no one goes outside like everything could just happen mm-hmm. virtually and now we have robots manipulating stem cells in us i don't know i guess not manipulating them but they're influencing yeah. what's They'll, happening they could learn how to manipulate and that's, that's they the, are they're, they're so, manipulating other stem cells yeah. to create like a, a big, big stem cell army yeah. like, like the thing is is like i know i'm pretty robotic with how i do things like work and other stuff like that like i mm-hmm. like i get pretty lack of emotion on things i can make decisions that no one else wants to make when robots will always make a decision no mm-hmm. one else wants to make well unless you program it's it just, to think a different way unless you program anxiety <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is like well that, isn't that the lesson from all these like like crappy sci-fi movies yep. from the 80s that we that, I mean, I mean, we mm-hmm. sing this song, but fucking yeah. human emotion a, is a like if you really component s- of the world. If you really study what they're talking about with Skynet in there, it's a scary prospect. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think uh, w- I think there's a natural tendency for us as a as a society, society as a group to to push the boundary and like always be like, okay, well, what's next? Like, rarely do we be like, okay, we're done. We've we've built the best computer. We don't need to build any more new computers because these are good enough. Like, no, like we want to build another better version or like we want to push the boundary of like, let's breed a new cat or let's you know make a new breed of dogs or like, mm-hmm. let's explore the next thing. Like, let's go deeper into it. You mean play God? Well, not necessarily no, play God, but yeah, like, yeah, that is. find yeah. out like what's next. Like travel, like we went to outer space and then we went to the moon. Now we're trying to go to Mars. And, and if, we you wanna... have to, if you want to go to Mars, you might need this technology that we're trying to figure, you mm. know, like in order to survive, like you can't. Yeah, but I, I think it's more just like the natural drive to like go further and to uncover the next thing and to try something new. But the ability to, or our tendency to not deal with the Maybe, I don't know. Be maybe bored. Like we don't like being bored or you know static and stationary like we're always trying to go to the next level okay well now we're getting deeper here we're talking about we don't want to be bored what why does there always need to be this new exciting stimulus we don't want to be yeah that's the thing it's just like resting on our laurels like don't it's very easy not bored it's very easy for for me to look at like every new piece of technology it's a drug as far as i'm concerned yeah you need a new exciting stimulus yeah like the like your fucking cell phone from seven years ago you don't want to use that anymore it was the best fucking thing in the world but no way that snake video game yeah yeah (laughs) but i mean i guess i don't know i i I, i'm looking at how dumbed down our society is becoming yeah the more and more and more that technology keeps increasing so you have this like almost coalition of and very incredibly intelligent intelligent people playing god and then giving it to the masses and the masses are like yeah 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 right so i don't give the stem cell technology to the masses yeah you know i mean it's just like 
So, I mean, now all of a sudden you've got robots manipulating, or not manipulating, but influencing somehow. Mm-hmm. Influencing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But now you have robots influencing organic material somehow. Mm-hmm. Or but they've mi- always been influencing organic. Not, not that, always, but they not haven't been for a while. Not in a literal but, way, but yeah, I mean, but, like, our phones influence how we behave and yeah. how we talk to people. How yeah, we but act. now it's in a reproductive stage, right? <clears throat> That's yeah. To me, that's a scary prospect. Simply because, and I, I might sound ignorant as fuck here, and that's fine. That's why I'm a producer and not a host. <laughs> um, the thing is, it's just so much of society is fucking stupid now, and mm-hmm. I'm don't have a problem saying that it's true. So much of society is stupid. They're dumbed down. They're they're bombarded with too much sensory shit on a regular basis not enough reflection time. not enough reflection time thank you mm-hmm. um not enough time not yeah there's no watching the grass grow anymore it's just what's the next stimulus well, what's the next stimulus like evaluating yourself yeah. as a person or like evaluating a decision it's more about like entertain me entertain me entertain and me. and the more things become the more things that are becoming easier more convenient the quicker everything the 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 less intel like it's almost like no one's like exercising their brain but you have all these people yeah. you have the, this core group of people that are just pushing the boundaries of everything technology wise and then you have the rest of the world that is just being completely dumbed down by the product that we're getting and now robots are fucking and it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. dude like wait till we get to the next article can we <laughs> press a fucking pause button and let shit level out we can yeah, because I, it's I not like I don't all think we can. I don't think we can. I don't think we can hit pause. It's, it's no. not like every scientist in the world is doing this stuff either. You have to remember, like, there's it several goes back different to Jurassic facets, Park, and it's, it's also like, not like every person who isn't a scientist is a dumbass piece of shit. No, like, that's it goes not how back the world to is. it goes back to Ian Malcolm and Jurassic Park. Just oh yeah, because you him. could doesn't mean you should. You're selling it. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. selling it, but you never it's stop like, to think if you should. That's the most quotable movie of our time. Uh, yeah, or that or the our fucking singing times. the Terminator theme. Somehow we hybrid Terminator and Jurassic Park. It's a Jurassic T-800. Dude, if there was a crossover where Ian Malcolm <laughs> was in T-800. Terminator, I would watch that. <laughs> you know, like, but that's the thing. It's like that line is so important in yeah, it. Is it because is. it's yeah. like all the technology is in there. You just keep you just keep force fucking it through time into something greater than well, you can harness and hold on to. It's like we haven't, like... We haven't really learned how much, like, fuck it. The problem, at least with, like, in our country, for instance, is that we also don't want to tell people, you can't make this. But it's nice because people will make a thing and then as a society we'll evaluate like what should the laws surrounding this be and sometimes that takes no, a while the, the, we as a society don't well, like, do a very I, good job at all of but saying we like, at least attempt you know, no one's I, I, just like okay no no one you is also don't want a break. situation where people can't make a technology because we're like right. this shouldn't be made at all ever or considered or and, attempted and i think another argument is like look if we don't push forward with this kind of research like Russia will or yeah, China will or North will. Korea will. And yeah. like, then they'll have the upper hand in technology, whether it's, whether it's just consumer goods or whether it's, um, you know, for infrastructure yeah. or, you know, you know, civic plans, or if it's uh, for military, I think that's the main thing is if Milita- yep. for mil- right. militaristic, you know, um, applications. And you have, you've got stuff where you've got uh, like, okay, this isn't in our, in our episode. We don't have the article pulled up, but I remember reading not too recently that like they had a meeting at the United Nations and they were trying to vote like, hey, should we ban self-autonomous drones from being able to um, kill without having a human like double check and give it the okay? Yeah. Yes. And the United States said, 
no, we should not be creating any laws or regulations. Yeah, because they don't want to establish be, that. Because right, someone else is going to do it. Someone Some else is going to make a drone that can pull the trigger before there's you know the pilot you know on the video game screen behind it saying like yes, you know press kill. Mm-hmm. Like no, like just let the robot do it itself. But that is the Terminator then, right? Uh, like yeah. we we are at that edge where like. I mean, if they're discuss- discussing in public, that means they've probably been doing it for the past couple of years right. at least. Yeah. Or at least it's in the research and development phase. So like we, yeah, we're living in a really interesting time where like we know like it's starting to shift that way where like we have these new living systems that are more intelligent or just intelligent in a different way and they're they're taking over and it's having all these detrimental consequences on us being dumbed down and being less than. And I feel like that's also part of the uh, uh, part of the message in the uh, time machine by or HG Wells, HG Wells, yeah. Where like, and I like how it goes. The Eloy, they were fucking stupid, right? Because everything is so perfect. Mm -hmm. There was no more diseases. Food and nutrition was perfected. There's no need for work. So their brains slowly started shrinking over tens of thousands of years until they became these dumb versions of humanoids. They became blonde bimbos, basically. (laughs) Right, that's all it was. But I mean, like in a way, though, they they did live a utopic lifestyle like they didn't have to worry about anything they didn't have to go to work everything is provided for them they just were in a euphoric pleasurable state and fucked all the time (laughs) and that's that's where we're heading folks oh (sighs) perfect segue uh no we're gonna do the tesla bots first dude the tesla bots okay well because take the back okay uh, just a couple months ago are you good with that i mean yeah. i'm just making i'm doing my actual producer job now (laughs) we're good we're good okay um okay so just a few months ago Elon Musk, Tesla, uh, said that uh, they're making robots. They're making bipedal AI robots that are designed with the intention to take out the drudgery of our life so that we're not so bored. Oh, man. To do the repetitive, boring, or maybe dangerous tasks so that we have more free time to, you know... Be Eloy. Be like, dumb. Like, I love that Eloy. I meant Elon. Right. So basically, repetitive I a, and dangerous in the same sentence. It's like those aren't the same. So, somehow, magically, I just happened to steer in the right direction of what you guys are going for. Right. Exactly. I know right. steered you a little bit. I guess. Yeah. yeah Pac Man. I don't know. Then now, uh, this. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> Says the guy with the zero shirt on. I yeah. It. Yeah. But it's easy to feel like the whole world is like this, and it really is just like a very small part of it. You but know? no, like, it's becoming bigger. But it's becoming it's bigger. It's becoming bigger. But as long as there are still people who are like, should we? be doing this i don't know what about thoughts and families and things so like people like us being like oh i don't know should we or should we like yes but like is congress doing that is the scientific community is the global scientific community setting up you know uh safe stops safeguards no a pause button here and there just to let things even out no they're not they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing maybe Now now we're discussing fucking drones Mm-hmm. killing people without humans behind them and shit. What it's if like, this happens? What if we have AI getting developed over the next just a few years? It's not that far away, maybe five, <laughs> ten years, and it gets sophisticated enough to answer some of life conundrums. And like, what if AI comes to the conclusion that we need to hit the pause button on AI research because it could lead to detrimental consequences mm. to and human society. And we're like, society no, and AI knows But then nothing. we're talking about it like a sentient type of AI then. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and, like, and that's, and that's and, again, kind of the question, the focus of this episode is like, is AI sentient or is it just, is it just, quote unquote, like algorithms and like machine learning is like, it is kind of a blurry line. And if you're like, no, they're not quite like sentient or they don't think like we do, 
they're on the fucking verge of becoming thinking self-conscious or sentient beings regardless of how you want to parse the semantics of it like we are in the age of like this is happening and they don't have to think like we do for it to be thinking in fact the scary part is they won't think like we do and they're going to be in the same world that we are influencing things we're doing that's what i was trying to talk about earlier they're going to make choices based upon algorithms and mm-hmm. equations and everything. They're not going to make choices based upon emotion. That's the thing that they can't do yet. They could simulate yet. emotion. Yeah, they'll... Yeah, they, we, could, we could program them to simulate emotions, but they don't have, well, I guess, a conscience, so to speak. They don't have Jiminy Cricket on their shoulder or some need, shit like we that. We could program a conscience Do you need somewhere? emotions to have self-awareness? To a certain... I, th- I don't think you no. need emotions to have self-awareness because mm-hmm. sociopaths and psychopaths exist on a regular basis. You can be aware But they have different kinds of emotions. B- but they still are self-aware. Yeah. Self-reflection so is different than yeah. self-awareness. Well, yeah. So... You know, and I imagine you can. It, it can't be that hard to have an AI have some sort of self-reflection. Yeah. Depending on what you did, I mean to bomb that building. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I doing this repeated task a billion times for it to see what these outcomes are? Mm-hmm. You know. Oh. When they ask those questions, then we're in trouble. I and I think like, you know, it's it's only been recently where we have machine learning programs where it's like we don't program this software to do this task. Um, and say like, oh yeah, you're going to do A, B, and C, and you're going to carry out these kinds of equations. Like, the machine learns itself. Like, it, it, you just feed it chess games, and it learns on its own what works and what doesn't, and it learns to play the way it wants to. Yeah. So to, you know, in a it way, it does. But then, like, does it learn to ask why do I keep playing chess? That's right, the right. Thing we have but to like, worry about. Right. And like, I, I imagine there's there's researchers out there, just developers out there, like being like, yes, like what if we could make mm-hmm. software that here? would ask questions. questions or be contemplative or ask about its own existence? Yeah, like why that, do we need these humans around? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? and like that's the danger, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah, that's it's really crazy, wild, fascinating stuff. Producer Mike is depressed he's now. done and yeah. i just look man we, we have so many <laughs> warning signs here we look at it like society as a whole and i know every generation says this right like I, my parents called my generation dumb their parents called their generation dumb but they were hippies so i mean that duh they were dumb well um every next generation does something the last one but there's some like. but the hippies but, were kind of they were pretty that bad. was that was i'm <laughs> kidding yeah they were pretty bad that was a big change the the problem is is that I mean, we're, we keep entering this realm of it's this we have this weird mixture of poverty with entitlement through a technology, society being dumbed down. Like, I mean, I'm an employer. I I, I see what's happening to people. <laughs> you yeah. have a. I see what's happening any, to people. Any employer in a specified industry has yeah. like a, a skewed sample of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about the general populace. Like there's the yeah. populace that go that continues their education and tries to get jobs through continuing their education. I'm talking about the populace that's just we're here, we're working. I mean Yeah. And I'm not trying to be insulting. Because I this hope none of your employees are listening to us. Right well now. they don't know. Definitely. But the thing, <laughs> the thing is is that I don't think it, it's not 
it's it feels like it, i don't blame them for i won't call it stupidity but it's definitely ignorance I don't. That's the, that's the environment like a, that's influencing them. This is this is, this is ignorance. Yeah, just, well, yeah, for their ignorance, or yeah, they're, they're the you lifestyle. grow up a certain way, and you're like, I will also do that. You know, yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like it's because no one. We're not. I guess we're not asking these questions. Like, do we need this? Like, like why? It, why is it so easy instead of actually going to a library, looking up information, having to study it? Now we just type in Wikipedia. No. No, not there Wikipedia many, anymore. People just look at, and it's not BuzzFeed. The, We're behind the times of whatever the new super quick, like watered down version of those things are. Technology is taking away human drive to better itself. Mm-hmm. Because, it te- let's face it, dude, technology creates convenience. Convenience creates laziness. It doesn't only yeah, I think, create I think, convenience. And that's the, the thing. But, is, but the I ones think, that go to like the that mass lazy, marketed, that's the convenience. But that laziness in turn, I mean, you have to exercise your brain, right? That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. You have, like your brain is a muscle that you have to exercise and that requires thought, uh, critical thinking, having to go through some sort of adversity and having to tra- traverse that adversity and we yeah. don't have that like we used to. And we keep pushing forward with this shit and it's fucking us up. Speaking of fucking us up, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, those are great points. And, and, and I do agree that like it's it's the it's the convenience that messes up. It's the, the fact that we have so much leisure and we're not uh, we don't have to exercise that critical thought. We don't have no. to go through the troubles. And like it does have this repercussive effect. Like, mm. this, and it's just odd that we need this balance of like we need challenge and adversity and stress in order to be reach our potential. Sati- yeah, to reach our potential. Yeah. But at the same time, like, what do we crave? Like, we want we want free time and we want yeah. ease and we want. But that there's creates. A, but a we get too much of it. But, but we, it creates the Eloy. Okay. Yeah. And now all a, of a sudden, they're just sitting around eating grapes and fucking and doing a nothing. Line which, between like what I what I don't want, and I'm glad we don't have any more, is to be at the point where like we have to grow all our own food. It takes us all day to do the baking right. for the next day, and you don't do anything except like work and bake and cook and harvest things and whatever. Like yeah. I like having free time to read a book and like paint, Granted. you know, and stuff like that. But there's a sweet spot, right? But and Rita and I were talking about this before we hit record on the the first episode of the day of just like how much free time is too much, you know, and how do people fill their free time? I think it matters. And you can't look at technology and be like, technology is making everyone dumb. It's, it's making everything too convenient. No, no, some no, no, technology no. is great and some people are great and some people are always going to be looking for a way to enrich themselves. And as long as those people are around, it doesn't matter if there's a whole bunch of people who are like, fuck it, I don't care. And you not know? saying technology is bad. Technology is good. You know, I like the fact that I have this audio interface. I like the fact that I can pay for things using my Apple Watch. Okay? I don't like that. I like, I like- the, Apple wa- the Apple Watch is straight up trash like i hate that idea you've never had one that's um, why i don't want one <laughs> but the, that is the problem right there and, and, and like i like certain things like that i don't mind that there's certain parts of technology that are good but the problem is is we aren't like i said earlier we aren't doing a whole way like we're we've pushed forward pause let's acclimate to this yeah yeah well, the acclimation i think and that uh, yeah and that's I think that should be a serious uh, point of like of social civic uh, contemplation because like yes. it's it's happening it's coming down the barrel real fast and it's gonna 
completely change human society. Like it already is with the smartphone. I think smartphones are, are really big and how it's changed yeah. our attention spans and how we interact with each other. Cause now we interact with each other so much more in cyberspace than in actual physical space. And it, it has huge, huge implications on our anxiety and how we relate with people and, you know, sociopolitical, you know, interactions, all that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's it, huge. And the thing it's, it's, it's in a weird way. It's connected everyone and alienated everyone at the same time. Right, it's going like we're, off of that point. Yeah, we're 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 too connected. We're, we're, we're s- ready to to no. handle everyone having their own soapbox and hearing no. everyone on their soapbox all at once. It's, and it's not too every, much. And the thing is, is not everyone needs a soapbox. Hell, you could even say the three of us shouldn't even have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe this is the last podcast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's but that's the thing. It's just you know, not everyone needs to have a soapbox. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all you you know, and that's the thing that a lot of people are having a trouble with too and it's creating this societal effect where everybody thinks they're a fucking star now because but, they get on they do their reels and they do all that shit yeah and this is and no fuck face a lot of you they are the worker bee a lot of you need to accept your role like like i remember there yeah. was a meme once that was hilarious and it was about the zombie apocalypse and everyone thinks they're the guy you know surviving mm-hmm. standing on the car saying it's like no motherfucker you're one of those dudes mm-hmm. down Most there you're gonna have your yeah. intestines pulled out like yeah <laughs> you're you're one of those dudes who's part of the horde you're yeah. not the guy you're, chances are seven billion people on the planet you're not the one hero mm-hmm. but everyone's changed their mindset to thinking that that they're that exception it's like no it, it, i don't know well and also We're technology fucked. allows people to like put out instead of like reflecting on your own and not sharing your thoughts with the world a lot of people just put it right out there in technology like um, Mm -hmm. you know it's too easy to share stuff without reflecting first yeah like the reflection process happens like in public basically on the internet yeah and i i remember one of my um professors at sierra college human development course i forget his name but he's a really great teacher but he said there's basically like two kinds of people there's people that speak in order to think yeah and there's people that think to speak and there's people who are like i don't know what i am am i am i someone who thinks <laughs> to speak and he's like no you speak to think he's yeah. like how do you know oh my he's God. like just kind of rolls his eyes you yeah know? he would have gotten there and then if he kept talking yeah <laughs> so. and like people that that speak to think I've, i kind of find them abrasive and kind of annoying to be around because they're just like they're just gushing out and expressing every single thought that comes out and they're figuring out mm-hmm. like you know, in the external world. And it's sometimes That's a dig at me, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's just no, kind of annoying not. sometimes. I mean, not all the time, you know, but it's just like it sometimes those people can talk. just be annoying. Yeah, because they're just like, they're always posting, you know, on social media or there's always thinking out loud. And it's just like, just collect yourself for yeah. like 30 seconds and then <laughs> express what you want to express. But anyways, we should move on. So this mm-hmm. this episode doesn't that drag on longer than five minutes. Right, we... That was a great tangent. It was. Uh, we're about to go on a slightly related um, issue here, and I—I I mean, we've we've kind of already had like all the discussions we're going to have, I think, about technology and ethics and things. But this article might raise a whole bunch of new questions. So, uh, we've talked before about sex bots on this podcast and all the different ramifications. That's a terrible word choice. I'm sorry, but uh, of having them around, you know, around humans and having them um, in society. But now we're looking at how to write laws um, 
I don't know, around sex bots, basically. Right. So, like, uh, on, like, surface level, I think people will be like, well, you don't need to regulate sex bots. Like, I don't you know, know let person, you know, let me have our freedom of choice if I want to be with a sex bot or whatever. But, again, like, yeah. if you hit pause and kind of think about it, like, we actually do maybe need some regulations. We do. And, and even if you look at, like, okay, maybe sex, sex bots will never get to the point where they're considered, like, sentient beings, even if that doesn't happen you still have to look at like how people who use sex bots use them and what that means for society, what those people are like, you know, like it, for instance, in certain countries, they've already outlawed sex bots that are designed to look like children to give you an idea of, you yeah. know, I mean, because like, where do we draw the line, you know? And also that's a good line. they're programming sex bots now to, um, but you refuse play. consent and people are buying those, you know, but you and now they're looking at like, should we outlaw that? I think, and I, I think, think that's a good line to draw. You can, so. yeah. Devil's advocate. What if that's the thing that's keeping someone from doing it in real, doing it with an actual? And that's person? what people argue. People who are against yeah. the regulation, they're like, "But what about this?" You know, and where I would say, <laughs> "Well, why do we have people like that in the first place?" Well, okay. that's what I'm saying. Like, well, you know, because let's not be all like, "We got to keep these people around and keep them happy." No, fuck I'm them. in no way protecting <laughs> like, rapists and pedophiles, right? But, you know, there are people that there's something in them that makes them prone to that type of violence, that mm. type of it. And it could be it, I think it's been proven to be hereditary in some cases. Yeah. I think it's proven that it's a chemical makeup that makes them that way. Like the, there's many elements that make someone or like through their own experiences. Right. Like someone's growing up experiencing tragedy will possibly inflict tragedy as they become an adult yeah so what if that's keeping that for what if that's the thing that's keeping and i'm not saying that i'm all for okay let's make no. a child doll and fuck it but you on, know like i'm not saying i'm for that but what if that is the thing keeping that person from going out and actually doing that act? on the surface that sounds rational but then if you look at it deeper and this is kind of like and i'm only asking i'm not saying no, i'm into it i know people have made this argument that's what the article is all about when you look at this in a deeper way, and I think this is the same argument people use over abortion, it's like, yeah, in certain instances, it makes perfect sense to allow it. it it's a thing that we should have available. But in another way, a lot of people who argue against it are saying, well, what does that mean for our society? What does that say about us? How how much, how often will this occur? Why are we okay with it? You know, I don't think, so, but that's the thing. It's just like, what does it say about our society? It's that we have to admit to ourselves that that is an element of our society whether we want it there or not whether it, we well, approve if of you it zoom whether out even it's more, accepted if especially if you're a religious person you're like well what is this doing to like the moral fabric of us as humans you what know? so but if they're so doing it to, yeah let's go ahead i'm sorry i keep <laughs> interrupting you boss so going back to what you said mike maybe devil's cap maybe we should allow sex bots that are that look like children so that these pedophiles are doing it to robots instead of to human beings I think the question there is does having that child sex bot uh does that like satisfy and quench your your thirst or drive for pedophilia or is that encouraging it or is that yeah, just that too temporarily satiating it but not devil's it doesn't advocate my devil's advocate <laughs> fuck you <laughs> no but so like does you know does being able to um engage in sexual acts is that suppress your desire to continue having those sexual acts or does it only just is well, it provide a, like, a temporary outlet or is it encouraging you like oh wow like i really enjoyed having sex with that child robot i want to do it more <laughs> that might be okay. a bad question because then, does anybody like think about like 
okay, you have sex. You're like, that's all I need. I'm done. Like, that's not how it works. Right, that's not how it works. So you don't like drink a Pepsi and be like, okay, I've satisfied my urge to drink Pepsi. Now Now that urge of Pepsi is gone. It's like, well, maybe temporarily, but now you're also like a day later, two ladies later, like I want a pepsi or like now i need a the, pepsi. Do- the dopamine release from having that pepsi right. and that's the thing is dopamine is very addictive right okay yeah. right it so like be... enabling people to have a cigarette is like yeah that's your choice but like you know now you want no, more cigarettes it might be easier I... to talk about it like this because there's a third thing that all these proponents of sex bots are saying where it's like okay pedophilia and like people who are rapists whatever but then they also throw in like people who struggle to have sexual encounters because like they have really bad like um socialization skills and then for some reason also they added in here people who struggle with um like premature ejaculation so if we want to talk about less controversial things let's focus on that well, yeah, I mean, like the pedophile you can totally like have a sex spot but like you don't need them to be a child or be like the sex spot that refuses to give you consent so you have to rape it to have sex with it like oh like like, <laughs> fuck, fuck? like fuck that shit yeah. i was i i would stand on the i'd hate literally to be the fuck that shit or I, I, I would stay i'd be on the line of like no like let's let's outlaw child bo- sex bots and, and could you imagine being the beta tester on that <laughs> And, well, but here's here's the other thing. People, Sorry, guys, I gotta go home and rape this robot again. To, like, that masturbator. The moral fabric of society question: Like, what about the companies and the people who are programming these robots, knowing what they're for? That's a whole other thing too. But that like, would yeah. fuck me up. Well, honestly, yeah, like having to program like a kid getting fucked or some, a woman being raped, like something. yeah. So like that would fuck me fuck, up. Yeah, forget they're like let's say no to rape bots and child bots. Um, but yeah, like have sex bots for the people that are physically disabled or like so socially awkward and like just not attractive like you're like yeah dude like you're never gonna get laid like yeah like let this person have a sex spot like let they them have that satisfaction like some kind of they connection could find a nice category. blind person mm-hmm. the, the last <laughs> like, category is like the elderly which i found like yeah. sad and insulting it's like just because they're old doesn't mean they can't get dates like one you know but i mean like osteoporosis well if you're like if you're you widowed and you ever, don't want to like yeah. deal with like a, like if you're like 79 mm-hmm. or something yeah it's like do you really want to have to like throw down game when you're mm-hmm. hella tired you just want to watch the prices, but right? This goes back to what we were talking about with the convenience, uh, back the convenience, these in the retirement convenience home. and dumbing down of society. Why are we so okay with being like, okay, well, this person over here doesn't have to try anymore? Like well, that's. I don't not, think it's well, about. What if they had put out? Uh, what if they had put out? I mean, if you're 79, you're recently a widow or a widower. Yeah, haven't you already put out all the like you've experienced the idea? If you if you're a widower or a widow, you've experienced the courtship, the marriage, the growing old together, yeah, the, the fucking loss of a partner. But that's the thing is you've experienced all these things in life that are real, what? and then you're gonna end it by having sex with a sex bot? Like no, that's that, to that, me that seems that, it, dumb. I mean, like that's the thing. It's just like, like that's seriously, such an it's like anticlimax. Like Pun really, intended. how about Trump. not having a climax and like that? Like that's an anticlimax. Is dying. But alone their climax oh and the dying alone for your last 10 20 years being yeah and like that that fucks up with your psyche that fucks up with your emotions and like you know if you want a, a balanced human society like i think acknowledging the fact that like we are sexual creatures we do need to have some of our sexual needs met at some point yeah right. and it's unhealthy as a society and to an individual to 
prohibit that. But and, I'm still going to argue that, that like then we should be focused more on our society is horrible when it comes to elderly people. We're just like ah, they're they're done. Like who cares no, about right? Them like let like, them have sex. We bots. should focus. We should focus more on being like why are all these elderly people having so much difficulty like what? meeting real people okay. and having a real relationship. I think there's and, a like, lot of reasons why. I want to go real deep. But we deep could on help them. those instead of being like here's a sex bot. Shut up. You know. Like, I want to go really deep. I think it's either or. I want to go really deep on this. What if we're in our 80s and you pass away? Uh-oh. Do you really like I was I have spent from 25 until 80 years old with you. You're the, you're the, from that period of time to that period of time you're the only person that I loved. You're the only person that I have had intercourse with. You're the only person I've done anything like that with. At 80 years old, I might not want to fuck somebody else because I might still be mourning the fact that the hugest part of my life wow. is fucking gone. Mike, leave it to producer Mike to suddenly drop an emotional bomb. I know, it's on. <laughs> this saved is, it all. It, it took 104 episodes to get to that. <laughs> yeah. But what's there? All right, I yeah. might not want to fuck somebody else. Okay. I, but I still, like he said, I still need have needs. Yeah, but maybe I'm old school, but I feel like there there's a sex spot and then there's like tools that people use you know on I could, their yeah own. i could get but a flashlight do you need like a full-fledged fucking robot that moves and talks like a human you, or can you just like get a dildo what or is, you know whatever hold on, the, what is better is it going in the bathroom and jerking it real quick or fucking something fucking something's always going to trump but masturbation to me, that sounds that's just the same thing because it's a thing it's not a person so why are we trying so hard to act like it's a person but that's i've already problem. done it with a person for like 60 <laughs> years of my I mean. life why and i like be, that person why, i didn't want another person person uh, i wanted that person okay. but i still gotta get off yeah all right reno has an opinion i'm sure i go for it I, yeah let people use dildos let people use vibrators let people use fleshlights or sex robots or whatever beads like i mean like okay like you you have your own personal choice of you know do i want to use these devices or am i gonna go manual am i gonna am i gonna look at a magazine or pornography or am i not like and there's I mean, and then I think there's, you know, definitely uh, ramifications from yeah. being saturated with pornography or having these devices, you know, at your, you know, at your disposal at 24 seven. But uh, I'm out here on the side of like, yes, like, le- like allow sex bots to exist. Let people have a sex bot if, if that's what they want. And, but maybe um, create a society where it's just like, okay, like, let's make sure you're not just like locked up in your room you know being antisocial yeah. with, with your sex bot that you hours at a time a like yes i mean there could be like some some detrimental effects of like i don't need to like you know work on my personality or my social skills because i've got you know betty 4000 at home you know like, i mean just going I can back see that. to like what you guys were saying before where it's like why are we trying so hard to destroy society with technology and i know that i was on the other side of that argument being like but there are still good people so it's fine but now i'm looking at it on the flip side <laughs> like no these people well, can't be trusted with well, sex no, bots. i just want to like <laughs> it's too much at, i want to look at both sides of it and it's like there is you a real potential fuck for real that. people whether you like it or not because mm-hmm. think about like think about how many people are sort of like on the fence of figuring out how to be in society, you know? And like the Mm -hmm. thing that pushes them towards trying hard is like, okay, I want to be around people. I want like a Mm -hmm. relationship. I need a mate, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then they could be the ones who are just locked up for Mm -hmm. hours at a time. And I I think there there could be a beneficial effect to like, okay, like I got to have sex with this thing that's very human, like in a way, like it tricks the body. I mean, like masturbation tricks your body into orgasming. Yeah. And like you can, you know, maybe it has a beneficial psychological effect where like, yeah, like, I have, I got laid or like I got 
I have this connection with something and like now it's easier for someone to like think a little clearer or to be a little more emotionally stable because but that's depending on like have, have that, enough confidence to try yeah. for real sex like right right like yeah. it might I know it, yeah it might provide that kind of benefit where it kind of levels someone's out or you know just you know changes that's how dependent they upon the person that yeah de- that's yeah. dependent on so many factors because like you said there's the person that's going to be like I got a sex bot so I never have to leave my home now or now and like now they want to be like oh wow I need sex like three times a day because they, they have yeah a sex bot at their disposal 24 7 yeah or I mean, there's an addiction to things. There's addiction to the release, the dopamine release that mm-hmm. you get from orgasming. And that, yeah. like, there's so many people that are going through a pornography addiction. Right. You know, maybe, I mean, there's two sides to this coin. Like, yes, people should be able to do what they want, but sometimes the chase needs mm-hmm. to be part of it. And but there's also those people that like you know they're not they're not winning that chase they're no, not they're winning that, they're win not that winning that race they're you know? gonna be they're gonna be last place each time and I, and so then I think the question is like what we don't trust humans to decide well you get a sex spot but you can't because you need to try harder on you know finding a mate <laughs> like we don't we yeah. don't um we don't have a social construct for like being like oh you get to have a sex spot and like you get to do drugs because you're responsible but this person over here will be an addict and do stupid shit on drugs so you don't get we don't have that that role we don't have someone trusted enough to to deal to dish out you know you are trusted with ai and you're not and you're Maybe trusted we with could drugs program and you're not. a robot to figure out who should get right like what if ai is smart enough to determine like hey it's safe for billy bob to have an apple watch and google and a sex bot but uh Lorianne over here can't be trusted with these kinds of technologies what do we do what do we do i don't know we move forward with the podcast because this is a mini episode we're already at 52 minutes and we're only halfway okay, okay. Well, these last two are not going to be as controversial as those mm-hmm. first two were previous two um, there's uh, a new brain implant that turns your thoughts into text messages. Oh, no. No, no, no. Well, no. Not, not like without you telling it to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, if, we're just, tell- like, if we're telling drones they can kill people without our command, believe me. Oof. It's mightier, the, the pen or the sword. Both? Uh-huh. The, the, the sword keyboard. with a ballpoint on <laughs> the end of it? Yeah. Um, so this was a man who's paralyzed, right? Uh, he has paralyzed hands. Does he have a sex bot? Right, he should. No, if he's paralyzed, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want to see I'm just kidding. Jeez, let them let the paralyzed man have some. Does his dick still work? I mean, if I he's paralyzed, that might be a problem. I don't it think still the works. I think. Wouldn't that yeah. be a bummer if you had, you're paralyzed, but your boner still happened? You couldn't hide it because you're paralyzed. That's a lot of people's yeah. situation. Is it? Yeah, there are some people who are paralyzed. It doesn't mean that I would just like get, be proud of my boner. I just feel yeah. like that's what's up. I did that on purpose, actually. <laughs> want to help me out there? I can't do it myself. Um, okay, so this guy is paralyzed in his hands, and the, there's an implant on his brain. And um, previously, they've had older implants in past years where patients move a cursor with their mind um, on a digital keyboard. And so they, they spell out words by moving like the mouse on the screen one letter at a time. This one works by he imagines himself writing something, writing out the words by hand, and the implant detects that brain pattern, and it's with a 99% accuracy rate. That exists. That exists. There's That's a paralyzed thing. guy that imagines he can write whatever he wants to say, and it's 99% accurate. That's... That's why I found most good. astounding is that how how accurate it is. Yeah, but what kind of procedure do you have to go through to get this implant? Right. I I mean, it, 
I mean, it's got to hook up brain surgery. It's got to hook up to some pretty important shit up there. Yeah, and and it's a really short article. Um, I mean, that's basically it. But they they kind of end with that caveat. I was like, it's really really expensive. It's still you know the prototype stages and like most people have this thing about having their skulls cracked open and putting computers (laughs) inside of it and interfacing your brain with you know hardware and software no that's a real concern yeah that's a real concern (laughs) but again you're like they're they're pushing the boundaries and they're going to push even further with this and when you look at this single case you say like well yeah that's that's a good thing this guy who's paralyzed can now communicate and you're like why should we inhibit that? Why should we prohibit that? That's a hard argument to make of why we should inhibit or prohibit it. But it's a slippery slope. Where are we going to be in 10, 20 years? The thing is, is there's always... You're going to have paralyzed sex bots <laughs> but the thing, but the writing pro- out their thoughts. The problem oh, is... Oh, it arrives. So perfect. <laughs> you have this technology that is incredibly beneficial, but incredibly dangerous at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like... And and that's the, the argument. That's all you always have to worry about what happens when it falls in the wrong hands. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to worry about that with anything. Anything, like, like I mean, Mark Zuckerberg ag- again rock, is, you know, Mark Zuckerberg again is the definition of wrong hands, right? Well, um, everything about him is wrong, but so put those hands <laughs> so wrong. So that's the thing. It's like that's impressive. That's awesome, and that's going to open up a world of communication to people who before didn't have it. Like that's rad, mm-hmm. but yeah, technology is good sometimes. But it opens up the door for something more sinister, and that's the problem. Is it's like where's the check and balance? Yeah. One, and it doesn't. And the thing is, is the check and balance is always an afterthought when we create these things, and that's my problem with them. Yeah, I think it's important to think. Yeah, to to think about that stuff. So, like, what in what circumstance would this specific technology be sinister? Being able to communicate thoughts. Uh, via the brain computer interface yeah but what's how, how would that be a dangerous sinister thing well here's the thing you're connected to a computer interface i mean again look at goes back to fucking terminator ai took over and made our choice for us so, so now all of a sudden your inner thoughts regardless of whether you want them or not mm-hmm. are out there and I don't know about you, but I can't stop from yeah. thinking. I have right. an inner well, monologue that I that happens. Yeah. And this isn't his inner monologue. This is him imagining like he's using his hand to hold a pencil and writing it out. And that's when he's consciously which is the text messages are that. created. But this is in its infant stages. You don't think it's going to get to the point of where it can oh, read it'll de- it'll everything? Get to that point, yeah. Right. When it gets to the point where it's interpreting your inner monologue, that could be a problem. And it's going to get there because yeah. technology is barreling forward but then so then we agree though with this specific technology where you have to imagine yourself writing it that's safe that's safe yeah so but then i gotta go quote ghostbusters it just popped in there it just popped (laughs) if someone (laughs) asks fear god you You say say yes what did you do ray (laughs) i tried to think (laughs) That's true, though. You guys said the new Ghostbusters is pretty good. I loved it. Is it called Afterlife? Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go watch it. Do it. All right. Our last and final one for our quote-unquote short episode. Thank you for hanging in there if you're still listening to this one. It's well worth it, folks. This one pushes the boundaries of of why we'd include this story in an episode about pushing the boundaries boundaries. of life. It's a lot of boundaries. Um. It's about it's, toilets. It, yes, it's about. It's not just about toilets. It's about it, toilets that have 
cameras inside of them. Oh, for fuck's sake. And they... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can describe this in a way without just giving it away. They identify their users and analyze them uh, based on their... Anal print. Yeah, thank you. So if we got... We have butt prints, like fingerprints? Yeah. Yep. And Get the fuck wait, out. So just like we've been talking about this <laughs> So everyone episode, has a unique ass? There's good yep. things about this, and there's terrifying things about this, and there's gross things about this, and there's like crossing the line things. But the good things are you can look at like, let's say that we use this for medical purposes only. Let me It can analyze people's stool samples, and it could figure out just like looking at the skin you know within your anus like are you healthy or whatever but my thing is do we need to have these toilets in every restroom in the world or no. can we just use this at the doctor's office that's one thing Mike. Well, wait a second we have a butt print <laughs> rewind yes everyone's yeah. all right so everyone has a unique butt like if i murder someone then like no, sit on them with my bare like, ass it's like it's i've left a butt print that I, they can no, find me no no, 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 no. Like it's, it's not it's, the oily butt print it's like the unique you know <laughs> What the thumbprint is like the oily? All right, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. But no, like yeah, like if we look at the anoderm, is the the, so the butthole the, the butthole term? Yeah. They all look slightly different. So everyone has a unique butthole. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! I'm yeah. over it. Yeah. I'm out. And yeah, like you can't leave now. This is like our, your wheelhouse. Our cameras and our AI are sophisticated <laughs> enough where they could look at your butthole and be like. That's not Reno's butthole. That's Mike's butthole. Let's pull up, pull up his profile and be like, oh, hmm, his his stool is a little different today. And like, yeah, like, I mean, it's gross, but like medically speaking, it, it is very valuable to be able to sift through your poo and it's very indicative of what's going on in your in mm-hmm. your body and your gut health and everything like that. However, so, you could take a stool sample to the doctor. Like you can go to the bathroom. Are you going to take your stool sample every day? Nope. Okay, but like, do we well, I'm need sure to take not it every day? A camera if in my need, toilet. If, if someone is at the level of health where they need to have a stool sample taken every day, they probably would be in a hospital already with medical professionals analyzing it in their own bathroom. You know what I this, mean? This like, sounds like I mean, like okay, anyone over the age robot- of fifty would benefit from this. Okay, here's here's where I'm drawing the line again. It's like, I hate it when we say, this technology can do this, and so therefore, let's let technology replace mm. human thought and okay. human doctors. Here's one pet peeve I have with like the world these days. I hate it how doctors are like, let's do a Zoom visit, and I'm like, no. Well, okay, that's that, that dumb, proves my and point. I hate it. You that know? proves my point. <laughs> you have one doctor who, who spent like eight grueling fucking years to go through doctor school, Doctor medical, school. medical school, right? And they can only handle twenty patients. Okay, that's they fine. can only that's handle fifty all they patients. Should be responsible right. for. There's not enough doctors to go around I to address all of our health concerns. I don't want to toilet being my doctor. We know but that's what I'm saying. AI can can crunch the data and do the tests on their own at home without burdening these doctors and all their lab technicians and all that stuff with having to sample your your shit three times a day for three weeks to figure out what's going on with your health. Your toilet at home could do it and it's only studying your butt and it's not your friendly like, neighborhood toilet your friend yeah no it's <laughs> like if you want to install this on your toilet you could and then you have a better okay. idea of how your own health Here's- is and you don't need to go to a zoom mm. thing you don't need to uh, nah. waste the doctor's time like the the toilet that does it itself but in your idealized version that's all great what's going to happen in the real world though most likely is some fucking douchebag company is going to create an app for your toilet and their app is going to collect all the data and the company will have the data and share it with your doctor and then it's going to be a terrible third party like what we have right now where like other people know your shit literally and mm-hmm. they don't need to so you know? we have to eliminate the third party 
the middleman. But we can't because the doctor doesn't have the like resources to run all that data you, themselves and yeah. collect it and. So what if you design it then that it only stores the data like on a hard drive, like on a mini disc, and like the only way it's shared, it's not connected to the internet. It's just like I mean, like you can fit fucking thirty nine bajillion gigabytes on a fucking thumbnail, mm. right? Like you just it'd be super duper easy. Have a ten dollar hard drive, you know, installed with that, and it's just stored on that chip, and then you can take that data and it's it's privately under your own supervision and it's your control still, and you can share it with your doctor if you want. There's something that's so, it's still so creepy about it. I, I understand you it's know? creepy having a fucking computer fucking analyze your shit. Yeah. But I could see the benefit. I think it's very easy to see the benefits of having a way to analyze your poo at home in private yeah. without having no a doctor have to collect. Like I've never, I've never scooped my shit into a bowl <laughs> And like sealed it up and like gone to the doctor well, and being saying, like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do this every day because I care about my health that much. But it'd be nice if my fucking toilet could do it for me. Yeah. Or, well, I don't know. I just think there's something creepy about it. And I think I'm going to feel that way regardless. I don't yeah. like the idea of like a bunch of data being collected and stored anywhere, whether you have control of it or not. You know, I don't like the idea of everything being roboticized and technology taking over our lives and maybe sure. we should as a society instead of being like how do we make robots that are good at running this data more efficiently maybe we should instead say how come we don't have enough doctors to see all the people in the world that's what we could say i don't know i, how I think come more we, I think we could say both. doctors yeah I, I know i think we say both i think we say we need more doctors we need better trained staff we need a better healthcare system and one of the ways we could do that is to have robots do what they can to take on some of that workload. Mike. <laughs> Mike's over it. Fart joke. <laughs> All right. And on that. Yeah, okay. Now, I'll, I'll follow me down this. Follow me down this. Down this small intestine. Yeah. Follow me down this. You have, think of it, think of it this way. You have people alive right now that don't know a world without things like social media or smartphones and stuff like that. You have a world like that, right? And the difference between the world we grew up with and our parents grew up with and what these people are growing up with is an element of things like privacy. What is shared about you? Yeah. Right? Like what is technically out there for anybody to see even if you like you could set facebook to private that shit's out there and you know there are people that are like when did facebook start 2004 like that's that. 17 years ago 2003 2004 it's been about 17 18 years you have people that are growing up right now whose parents put their fucking baby pictures oh, bugs online so much and now they're like getting close to being adults. And we're not talking and about then, like and the baby thing pictures is, like from uh, Sears. We're talking about like yeah, playing like, in the bathtub or like the, the bathtub. first time they go to the bathroom and on their own. Element, Nobody needs to share that with everyone. You have an element of privacy that uh, that doesn't exist for the for the for these for this age group for these people mm -hmm. for this generation. And I can just see it in about 18 or 19 years, it's going to be an, uh, a total generation of people who don't know that there was a world before 
that didn't take a fucking picture of your asshole. <laughs> they're just going to be, that's the, that's the only world they're going to know is that your toilet takes a picture of your fucking asshole. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Six Degrees of Rumination <laughs> with your hosts. Reno Gorman. Nina Boyd. And their producer, Mike. Good night. You need to take a break, Mike? Are you okay?